Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Welcome back to a post-deadline episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. I am your host, Adam, and again, I am joined via phone this week, but actually we're doing FaceTime so we can kind of see each other uh, by your favorite co-hoster, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. Mr. Boucher, how are you? I'm doing good, Adam. How are you this week? Uh, I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, I was hoping we were going to get out of this red phase, but it doesn't look like it's uh, coming any quicker. No, definitely not. Uh, Kind of, I mean, the past, uh, you know, um, Tuesday and Wednesday looked good. And then, uh, you know, we got a 11 spot on uh, 11 spot yesterday. So we can't, uh, I don't know, can't, can't get too excited. We're, uh, no, this thing's not over, right? No, it's uh, we still got a ways to go, and uh, yeah, I don't know, but I mean, it's which what way do you want to look at it? You look at eleven new cases, or you look at twenty-two recoveries, and I mean, it's you know the twenty-two looks good, but the eleven, I mean, the eleven would look if it was twenty-two recoveries and one new case, it would look really good. So you <laughs> yeah. know, it's just uh, it's, it's it's tough. You have to try and find the uh, silver lining. I see that you are in your kitchen. So we're going to speak a little food here. Uh, how many burgers have you tried? I've only done the one. Uh, Which again, was? This whole red phase is messing with me. You know, I'm, I'm not I'm not a big fan of, of um, I, I mean, I love my takeout, but I love, if I go to a restaurant, I like to sit down. Right. Um, but uh, fortunately, they did extend it for another week. It was supposed to end, uh, I think, today, actually. And uh, they're going to put it over until next uh, next Friday, so... Hopefully, uh, you know, fingers crossed, uh, we can get uh, into Orange maybe early next week, and uh, you know, you will actually be able to go and sit down at a restaurant and, and enjoy some burgers. So, yeah, I've only been to the Igloo, um, but I got I got to give props. Like it's you know, it, it's I don't go to the Igloo very often. I think the last time I ate at the Igloo was, oh man, it was probably six years ago. Oh wow! Um, and it was in the middle of a snowstorm. Uh, and uh, I went for breakfast, and so I hadn't been to the Igloo ever since. I mean, I've been there to drink and stuff like that, but um, I hadn't been there for, for food, and, but it was really good. It was like a chicken burger, um, a chicken bacon ranch is what they called it, uh, and it's, you know, they did a, you could tell the chicken was, you know, made in-house kind of thing, right? right. It's, you go to a restaurant sometimes, and, you know, you can just tell that the chicken burgers just, you know, pulled from a, a bag from, you know, from a box from Costco and, you know, fried for a few minutes. But you could tell this one was, uh, this is a really good chicken breast fried chicken. And, uh, yeah, I give it full marks, full marks for their, uh, for their chicken burger. So if we get back into the orange and you're allowed to go to a restaurant, where's the one that you, you're going to have to try within the next week before it's over? Is, oh, is there one you can nail down? One. Uh, the... I gotta go the the, the Gahan House or I don't know it's weird a chicken burger it's uh it's uh the chicken burger Gahan House looks really good um, but the uh, the one at Classic Burger uh, it's a jerk uh, it's a jerk burger Caribbean jerk burger so it's, it's kind of uh, you know it's got my name in it kind of thing too so <laughs> Caribbean uh, right <laughs> I'll have to give that one a try if we can you know at least go sit down for uh, for a night or two. Uh, yeah, no, I haven't really gone to, I'm a pretty simple, uh, guy. I'm not a extravagant burger type, basically ketchup, cheese. I'm good. Not a whole lot of vegetables on it. So, you know, for me, it's, I, I don't really go out and try any. Um, so 
it's it's all on you uh, in terms of of Burger Week. But speaking of food, um, people love us for our takes on the shows, uh, pop culture. Uh, we got a lot of followers from the Masked Singer. I get a few messages here and there. Um, so I started watching Hell's Kitchen. Um, yes, I've seen a few episodes. Like I've seen a few episodes in the past. I, what are they on season nineteen or something like that? Like season I've nineteen. Seen, yeah, yeah. I've seen a few like here and there, but I've never actually watched one from the start. So we're about three weeks in, catching everyone up. Um, I I like big big D. I like uh, Drew from from Ireland. I think uh, I think he's one of the guys that can that can go all the way. Declan, right? That's his name. Is it Declan or is it Drew? I think it's Declan. Yeah. Okay. I thought Pretty it was. Sure. I thought it was Pretty Drew sure for some Declan. reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like I like him too. Um, uh, Cody's another young guy. He's he's a bit arrogant, but I think he's uh, he he's someone I think can go really far. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Declan and, and Corey are probably not uh, sorry. Declan and Cody. Yeah, Cody on the blue side are my uh, my two favorites, and on the on the women's side. I like um, I like Corey, and I like um, oh, what's her name, Mary Mary Lou or something like that. Um, I think that's what her name is. I but um, is it Mary Lou? Mary Mary Lou? Mary Lou? Mary Lou? I'm just starting (laughs) that uh, Dumb and Dumber song now. Mary Lou, yeah, yeah. Um, So Declan, uh, Cody, Corey, and Mary Lou are probably my, my top four. And to be honest, I would be surprised if they, if those are the top four. Uh, I think those are, I think honestly to God, honestly to God, I think those would be the top four just right. based on what I've seen so far on uh, the first few episodes. Yeah. I don't know who, uh, woman I like. Um, I like Lauren, I think, but she's got some work to do. And honest to God, last week, I can't believe that they put her up and Nikki. It was pretty funny to be in Gordon Ramsay's like, are you, freaking kidding me i mean he didn't use that yeah, term happens, but that happens sometimes yeah it's, it's just they trying to play the they, game instead they, of they base their decisions sometimes on uh you know their experience in the kitchen and it's yeah. it's you know it's supposed to be who had the worst service right yeah. um because you could go in there as a line cook and go all the way to the end right um so it's sometimes they make silly decisions and that's why when, when gordon ramsay uh, corrects them and tells them to go you know F off and all this other stuff. And that's my favorite part of the show. Like that's just the whole comedy is, is just listening to Gordon Ramsay talk to them. Well, it's just funny. Uh, last week they were doing the um, uh, Caesar salad from scratch. And here yes. I am going, wait, you can make Caesar dressing from scratch. That's <laughs> awesome. I just thought it just came Caesar. Dress- you know, I've never actually made it. So it's good to learn as well as watch, uh, watch Gordon Ramsay lose uh- his mind. Uh, but as always, you can follow us on Twitter, Moncton Wildcast, and Instagram, Wildcast Podcast. Uh, I guess quick question: Trade deadline's over. Uh, what shocked you most about the trade deadline? What shocked me the most? Yeah. I think the Joshua Watt trade. To be honest, um, going into it, I don't think anybody kind of saw that saw that coming. Right. Um, and then it was, um, I think it was uh, Mister Lagasse from Lacadie Nouvelle who kind of was the first to report that uh, he never came back to St. John after the break and uh, that he had asked for a trade. So that was, uh, that kind of started, uh, started some conversations. And then, you, you know, there was uh, talk about him going to Ramuski because I mean, imagine him playing with uh, Zach Bolduke. And then there was talk about him going to Quebec because he's from Quebec. Uh, but then, uh, you know, they settled on, on Sherbrooke. 
Brook and uh, St. John got uh, got quite a haul. Was it three three firsts three and a first, second? Yeah. Um, for for Joshua Waugh. So, um, yeah, that was probably you know the one that really surprised me. Uh, but then there was the one that uh, sent uh, Isaac Bellavo from Ramuski to Gatineau, which kind of threw everybody off because um, there wasn't any, you know, any rumors of him being traded or or what. So that was, um, yeah, another one that really, I think, surprised me and surprised a lot of people. I'm going to go with uh, closer to home, Charlottetown, not, uh, not really going out and getting that big target. Um, yeah, you know, agree. they made... They made four deals. Um, you know, they got Bailey Peach, who can score. Uh, they went and got Sean Stewart on the back end, which is just a steady defenseman that can – veteran. Uh, they got Patrick Gay from Sherbrooke. And, I mean, that that was it. And and Aiden had the tweet, like, they didn't give up a whole lot. They didn't give up this year's first. You know, that's how a team stays consistent. But that's also how a team – doesn't go for it all. And, and obviously you, that you don't know what you're going for this year. Um, but I don't know what the price was on a Dawson Mercer or, or Poulin. Uh, but you know, the fact that Charlottetown comes out of this draft with their first round pick in 2021, which shout out to Martin for doing all the work to keep all these draft picks, uh, in order for us, um, with other teams, but for them to come out with their first round pick and not, a flat out superstar was a little shocking to me because we thought once they got Colton Ellis, they were pushing all their chips in, and and to me they didn't really push them in all the way. No, they didn't. Uh, and you know, for me to say at the start of the season that you know they were going to win the Presidents Cup, it doesn't look like the greatest prediction right now. Uh, but I think when they made the deal for for Patrick Gay, it was a sign that all right, maybe we shouldn't focus on this year. Maybe we should look at next year because uh, he is an 02, right? So right. he's only 18. He can come back next year. Uh, and then same thing with, you know, Bailey Peach. Like, Bailey Peach is 19. He'll be a 20 next year. Uh, you know, him and, uh, you know, him and, and you know, Brett Budgel uh, and someone like, uh, you know, a, a Noah Lowen uh, would be really, you know, three really good 20-year-olds for, uh, for Charlottetown next year. Um, so, and if you look at their D, they, they're they probably going to have one of the best D cores in the entire league next year. Yep. Uh, and all, you know, Trudeau and Sean Stewart and Plandowski and Cormier and Lowen. Um, that's going to be really strong. Uh, they're going to be really strong in the back end next year. So I think they kind of changed their, uh, their direction. Uh, you know, when they saw teams like, you know, the moves that teams like Valdo were making, uh, I just think they had a, they looked at things a little differently. Yeah. Yeah. That it makes sense. I mean, and plus you still don't know what you're going for. Like, are you just trying to win a president's cup? Mm-hmm. Is If there's no Memorial cup, what's the, what's the advantage in selling everything? And, and I guess if, if they're kind of building this year a little bit, really building for next year, a, they're probably gonna have to bring in another goalie. And B, they've got that first-round pick. Uh, well, actually, they don't have first-round picks in 2022, so they've kind of hamstrung. Unless they're going to get something at the draft for that first-round uh, right. draft pick for next next season. But, I mean, we talked about both. I think both of us had the Islanders and Valdor, I think. Um, I might have taken St. John, but I think I took – I don't know. That was a while ago. Um, Valdor, so – 
I mean, who didn't they get? It's probably easier to say who they didn't get this this trade deadline. Um, yeah, yeah. They um, they took a page right out of Moncton's was, book. Yep, they took a page right out of Moncton's book. Yeah. Two players from uh, the same team grabbed a lot of a skill player from Bay Como. Grabbed another skill player. I mean, that my prediction early in the year of they're pushing all in and they may not be able to sustain for next year and be in the league next year. It's looking awfully close to let's push it all in and see what happens. Well, I mean, to, uh, I don't know if I'm going to go to the to the point where I'm going to say they're going to be out of the league. I mean, they were a pretty historic franchise. Right. Um, but, I mean, to think that their top line is going to be Sam Poulin, Jacob Pelche, and Nathan Legare. Uh, I can't think of a better top line in in recent memory like that um that that blows everything out of the water uh but i mean you you can't just go and and give them the cup right now i mean if you you get into a series and you know those three get shut down i mean yeah they've got they've got exceptional depth but um look it's I, i think right now we can say they're the favorites um there's not very many teams that uh, can, can, can compete with them. Maybe Blainville uh, and, and Victo, uh, but I think if it's uh, you know if there is a Presidents Cup, uh, if it's if it's not Valdor, I'll be I'll be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> um, if if it's the two, like you said, that's a pretty high end top end team. Um, I would give obviously the edge in goaltending goes to Charlottetown over over uh, Valdor just because we don't we don't know what Lemieux is and he. He could sound his head, and he might not have to be great with a team like that that can score you yeah. out of the building. But um, I think I trust Charlottetown's defense a little bit more than Valdor's. But it, in a seven-game series, I think that will be – like I don't think Valdor would walk into Charlottetown and sweep a President's Cup if those are the two teams. No, I no think, absolutely not. I mean, you know, Charlottetown's going to – Valdor's built – they're a team that – I mean, they could go and win – you know they can win a game like they can win games like six five. Yeah. Right. Um, but you know I think I think Lemieux is one of the more underrated goalies in the league, mm-hmm. just because he's been up in Valdor. Um, you know the the exposure isn't as as great. You know it's uh, you know you're not gonna you know if there's uh, you're not gonna sit sit around on your computer on a Friday night and watch a Valdor game, right? Unless you're a really <laughs> yeah. you know diehard Q fan. But that's gonna change now. Right, like it's you know we get two of our guys that that are with them now, and um, so yeah, for me to, to what what do you think I'm going to watch a Halifax Cape Breton game this weekend? Absolutely not. I'm going to watch a Valdor game. Right? Um, I, they're just they're they're crazy. I think they're yeah. I think they're built maybe better than Moncton was last year. Uh, yeah, I think maybe Rodriguez was probably Rodriguez a better goalie than Lemieux, but you know. Moncton last year, Moncton would have won a two-one game, but this year, Valdor will win a six-five game. Right, that's the difference. Uh, and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the score is, as long as you get more, as long as you score more than your team, right? Uh, so they're they're built to win. Um, and you know these uh, to say that the next two years in Valdor are going to be difficult would be an understatement. Uh, so for Moncton to have their, their first round pick in 2023 is absolutely huge. Um, I can, I can, that's this pretty good chance. It's going to be a lottery pick. If we look that far ahead right now, uh, because you got to think, I mean, for them to be, for Valdor to recuperate a lot of the assets that they've lost, 
they're going to have to flip some guys. Like they're going to have to flip Robidoff. They're going to have to flip Lassard. They're going to have to flip, uh, you know, the list just uh, goes on and on. Like that's uh, the next two years going to be difficult. So they, they better win this year. And that's, I was going to ask you, like, do you, uh, on Instagram, one of the accounts I follow, uh, zone the QMJHL, I think it's called. Um, he had had an article from their GM that said, you know, this is the team that we have. We're not basically summarized that we're not, flipping guys at the draft. I will right. be a thousand percent shocked if these trades are as is and Robidaw is not headed to, to Sherbrooke or like you said, Lazard's not headed. That's awfully tough to rebuild from a position of nothing without recouping assets, right? Yeah, for sure. Like there's uh there's I mean like he's telling the fans that but... the the Poulin trade is final. Uh you know Valdor's GM said that and then um Sherbrooke's GM said that, you know, to, to get a first, a second, and a third from Poulin, I think is a, a steel job, right? He's right. Worth, I think he's a, worth a lot more than that. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't think these trades are finished. Uh, I think there's a lot more to – I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of talks that will be going on at the, at the draft. Yeah, that's – but either way, it was kind of a fun deadline and kind of nice to have a normal uh, deadline where – stuff was back to it looked like last year i think there was a few less trades than last year and a few less players not that went but basically it was a normal trade deadline well minus, much. minus the extension uh, a little different a little longer than uh you know than they're supposed to be but with good reason yep uh and yeah i think it was uh it was a fun you know the pat the last few days were were fun right you saw um you know, you saw Joshua Wall get moved. You saw Poulin get moved. You know, it was just the last. Uh, you know, usually the last forty-eight hours are the are the fun the fun times, and it was that was a the case again, right? Like in a normal year, the Jordan Spence trade would have only been announced, you know, hours before the deadline. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because it was extended, it was announced, you know, a week and a half before the deadline. Yeah. So it was, um, you know, it was it was fun. It was it was you know parts were. You know, there were, I think there were more quiet days than there were, uh, you know, busy days. But again, that's only because it was extended. So there's uh, always, it's always a fun time. All right, let's uh, get to a little bit of news from around the queue. News and notes from around the queue. So another protected environment, uh, Quebec City, Shawinigan, Victoriaville will host the fourth protected environment in Quebec. Uh, from February 12th to 18th, the Maritimes, three of the Maritime teams get going this week, Cape Breton, Charlottetown, and Halifax. Um, Mike Sanderson tweeted out something. The The next scheduled event for Moncton is March 3rd. That could just be they're pushing it back on the schedule till March 3rd. I kind of, I don't know when we're going to see hockey. I, I I think March is a is an accurate uh deadline for for hockey in Moncton well I hope it's a little sooner than that I do too Um, but but you know when I said when was it that I said that I don't think we'll be allowed back in the rinks until next September oh I don't think we're gonna be back no they'll play hockey we won't be there yeah uh I don't know um I'm hoping mid-February um but I think uh you know, Bathurst is going to have the luxury of playing probably as early as uh, 
you know, next Friday. Right. Um, you'll probably see a month of Bathurst and St. John games. <laughs> <laughs> Every weekend, Bathurst against St. John. Um, Get that series out of the way. Yeah, really, right? Uh, but, uh, yeah, the whole Moncton situation is uh, it's tough right now. Um, it must be tough for the players because, you know, they can't even practice in the in the red. Uh, they can only practice when we're in the yellow, uh, sorry, in the, in the orange. Well, they get like two, three days of practice and then it was red after the quarantine period. I think they might've got one day. Was it one day? Um, I think, uh, I think Barbashev and Filion were, I think we went into a red on a Wednesday and, uh, Barbashev they... and Filion were out of quarantine on that, on that Wednesday. Oh. So, I mean, they haven't even hit the ice yet. Um, speaking of Barbashev, apparently he's like. They draft him at like 5'11", 170, and I guess he's like 6'2", 190. That'll work. <laughs> so from uh, so from July until now, he grew three inches and put on 10 pounds. I don't know also. what he was eating in St. Louis, uh, but it seemed to work. Uh, he's bigger than his brother already, and he's only 17. So um, that's uh, something to be excited about. Uh, but yeah, um, you know, mid-February, maybe best case scenario. Because um, you got to think, I mean, maybe we're – you know, hopefully we're in the red by, sorry, hopefully we're in the orange by, I don't know, next Friday. Yeah. And then a couple good weeks will put us in the, you know, in yellow, February the, I don't know, 13th, 14th. I can't look at a calendar right well, now. but Yeah. I mean, if we get in the red by this Friday, that's uh, the 29th, a couple weeks out of that. Yeah, that's the 18th, 19th into the yellow, so... Yeah, that's so, the last week of February. Know, I so the, I think we'll be out of the red. Fingers crossed. By I think the fifth of, of uh, February would be a uh, is my hope. Yep. Um, so next Friday then, and then yeah. maybe two weeks of in two weeks of orange. So maybe we're back on the ice for the nineteenth. So they could they could practice from the fifth to the nineteenth, but an actual play games would have to be after the nineteenth. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, which is just yeah, that's the last week of February. So that's. We won't be there. We'll have to stream it. Uh, you'll have to get. You, I'll be shocked if they allow fans in. I think just play hockey. Don't worry about the fans. I know it sucks to give money back for tickets or move them to next year, but let's just play. Let's just play some hockey. Yeah, let the let the players. You know, they're the uh, you know they're the reason that we go you know to the, these games and um, you know I think it, these are this is like work for them, right? So. Yep. Um, let them get to work, um, you know, not be bothered by, you know, fans. Uh, you know, you can still celebrate a goal without fans. We saw that at the Royal Juniors. Yep. Um, so, yeah, just I think we need to focus more on, on you know, let it, letting these players get on the ice as quick as possible. And, you know, if we're, if we're welcome back into the arena uh, this season, that that's great. Um, if not, like you said, we can. We still have the luxury of, of watching all the games online. Um, speaking of that, the Halifax <laughs> thing. I'm glad it got changed. Yeah. Uh, but uh, for some particular reason, the I'm not sure if it was the province or just the city of Halifax. I think it was just the city of Halifax. Um, but they, I guess, they made some sort of a decision to not allow games to be streamed. Um, <laughs> You're getting a little ridiculous on that. A little ridiculous, uh, fortunately and luckily and, you know, smartly. I don't even know if smartly is a word. So 
just that he resolved that issue. Um, I mean, if which, they're worried about other people coming in, okay, fine. But the teams have extra players that they can just send up to run a camera. It's not hard to follow a puck with a camera if that's right. if that's what they're worried about is outside. You know, it's a protective environment. You can only bring this. But I can't remember who brought it up. But man, it's for that situation. If you're gonna, this guy was like, if I can go to Costco and there's there's arrows on the on the aisles but nobody follows that you know we can have extra people in that building to stream these games right exactly yeah uh it was just a, it was such a silly thing kind of came out of nowhere like but, yeah you can play uh, hockey but you can't resolved. watch they had a, it was like they had to sign a waiver or something something silly like that uh charlottetown they they, you were reading something just before we started. They're gonna have limited fans or some fans. Yeah, so it's it's gonna be close contacts of the organization, aka billets. Yeah. Um. So that's good, right? Uh. That's you know being able to go watch the players that live in your home. It's pretty much, you know, your household bubble, right? So you're not um, you're you're around these players. You know, anytime they're not at the rink, they're home because. I, mean, I don't. I don't think any of these players are going to school, right? They're all being homeschooled right now. So yeah. that's uh, really, if again, if that's if it's if the only ones allowed in the building are, are are billets, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. Right. As long as I can still watch the team, whether it be you know in person or on online, I'm happy. Right. I just want to you know be able to get some some Wildcats hockey back uh, in Moncton, and you know because you know the team looks yeah it's a young team, but it's it looks like it's going to be exciting, right? They're going to be young and exciting. Yep. And um, so it's, uh, I'm, I just can't wait. I'm looking forward to watching some hockey again. And the only other news, it's not really Quebec related news, but I mean, the WHL is starting the process of, of getting support and being allowed to play. Um, not shocking. Alberta is the first one to say we approve it. Uh, the central division to start on February 26th. Um, which is the Rebels, the Red Deer Rebels, Edmonton Oil Kings, Lethbridge Hurricanes, Medicine Hat Tigers, and Calgary Hitmen. Uh, just Swift Current isn't allowed in that. I didn't even know Swift Current was in the Central Alberta Division. but um, <laughs> So they're looking to play a 24-game regular season schedule. No bubbles as of yet, uh, but they still haven't heard from Saskatchewan, BC, Manitoba, and the States. So they're starting, but, I mean, who knows what that uh, it might just be. A league where they play, they crown a winner, but there's no actual Memorial Cup because there's no, there's no traveling, right? That's yeah. I mean, I mean, if they if they can get you know crown a champion, I think you'll probably start to hear some talks of like a, a Memorial Cup bubble. Uh, they'll probably get the on the phones with the organizing committee of the World Juniors and be like, "How'd you do this?" Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's I think it's. We just gotta get the Ontario Hockey League going. Um, the numbers in Ontario have looked very promising lately. Um, they've, you know, they've been declining. I mean, I think it was a week and a, we've been a week and a half ago. They were had, they had something like three thousand cases a day. Now they're down yeah. to sixteen hundred. So, I mean, it's it's improving. Uh, and um, so, I mean, hopefully we can get Ontario Hockey League uh, going as well. So maybe and hopefully there's a Memorial Cup. Yep, because. I mean, you don't have to play a lot of games. You just have to play enough that, I mean, a lot of college hockey in the States is basically a 20-some game schedule. So if that's the the least you can play and most of the teams are playing that least amount, then 
then we should be good. But uh, let's get into, you know, let's get into the team that we're here to talk about. Weekly Rewind. So the, like I said, the trade period is over. There's no games for the foreseeable future. Like we talked about, maybe the end of, uh, the end of February, we might have something. Uh, the Wildcats did make one move after one final move. Uh, just to recap the, the, the total trade period for him. So they sent Sean Stewart to Charlottetown for Anthony Hamel, a third and a sixth in 2022. Uh, they sent Gabriel Forche to Shawinigan for a conditional third. We thought, um, and then they sent Jordan Spence to Valdor for Vincent Filion, uh, a fourth in 2022 and a first round pick in 2023. And then they, you know, they added some defensemen. They had eight. They needed to make a move. Uh, so they, oh no, they added Sam McKinney from Bathurst for a fifth in 2023. And then they had to send a defenseman. So they sent Jeremy Brube to Bay Como for a 2023rd seven rounder and Ben Mercer. So, not a bad, uh, not a bad trade deadline for for the Wildcats. Um, uh, to be expected. Yep. Uh, obviously, moving Jordan Spence was key. Uh, the return was, you know, tremendous. Uh, I don't think you could have asked for a better return. Uh, you know, Vasna Filion is going to be your, you know, he's he's your number one. Right? He's your, he's going to come in next year, and he's your guy. Right. So, um, you know, I don't think it's a situation where, uh, you know, last year when we were at the draft, uh, and it wasn't last year, well, we were in Quebec City, right? 2018, yep. 2019? 2019, yep. 2019, we were at the draft, and, you know, it was, uh, <laughs> we were going into that, into that season expecting, you know, Charles Antoine Lavallee to, to take over the number one role. Uh, and then lo and behold, uh, we acquired Olivier Rodrigue. Uh, I don't see that happening this year. Um, you know, Vassal Filions, uh, I've got, uh, you know, obviously I haven't seen him play since, um, you know, last season in, in Trois-Rivières. But, uh, you know, I, I know he's he's pegged to be the number one starting next year as a 17-year-old. And you know, he's going to have the net for – that's going to be his crease for, for three years. Yeah. Right, so uh, it's uh, he's he's gonna be a big piece of the future. Uh, you build, you know, you, you build a championship from the net out, as uh, you know they say, uh, and so it's an absolutely huge return. As I said earlier, the twenty twenty three first is is you know most likely going to be a lottery pick. It's kind of like uh, the Bathurst one with uh, that we took Larue. Like it was yeah, three years yeah, down the exactly. road and it's, turned it's, into a pretty good pick. You know. Uh, it's it's going to be a lottery pick. I can almost I can almost guarantee it. <laughs> um, the four J trade is um, you know weird. Um, I read today that uh, you know a lot of AH, AHL players aren't hop aren't, aren't satisfied with you know how they're going to be paid this year. So you know is that season even going to you know is that even season even going to exist? Um, so that'll be interesting to follow and. I'm not going to go as far as saying that trade's canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's not canceled. Like it's just paused. Uh, so you know if it's you know the deal is still on until the end of the season, right? So right. if uh, you know for for all we know, you know Syracuse could send Forte back to junior in in March, and that's that deal is still still happening, right? He he would go report to Schwinnigan. 
you know, and we would get our third and, and whatever. Yeah. Uh, the, I think the Sam McKinney trade is, uh, you know, um, Bathurst was a team that was interested in Sean Stewart. And from what I heard, Sam McKinney was in the, was in the deal to, uh, you know, to come to Moncton if Sean Stewart were going to, were to go to Bathurst. So, um, so clearly, you know, Richie and company uh, like him enough to to make a deal for him separately. Right. So that uh, should tell you a lot about him. And uh, the Brew Bay trade was just a numbers numbers game, right? Um, you can't have somebody like uh, Iacenza sitting in the stands. Um, so you you gotta you gotta play your young guys if you're rebuilding. There's no there's absolutely no reason your young guys should be sitting in the stands. Um, you know, so that's that trade made sense to me. And, uh, you know, Ben Mercer, you know, I don't know much, I don't know much about him. He's putting up some big numbers in, uh, in Bantam and Midget. Uh, but I just don't know if he's got the, um, you know, the upside to be a regular in the queue. So, right. uh, I, I just see him being an affiliate down the road. So, I mean, you know, we've said it for a few years now. I screwed it up earlier, but then I redid it, um, in Tebow we trust. And he went into, this season, he didn't have a first or second in 2021. Uh, he didn't really have much in 2022. Really nothing. Um, and you look at that Valdor trade, what he's gotten back. So we've traded Pelche, Spence, and a 2022 fourth. And he he come out like gangbusters. Uh, we get Vincent Fillion, uh, Yon Loshing, Ryan Hopkins, who's yet to play, Matias Kluche, and Justin Cates, plus a 2021 first, a 2022 second, a 2022 third, 2022 fourth and a 2023 third. So he's taken the team that had the pieces to restock the cupboards and quite frankly, restocked them quite well. We got a first in this, this year's draft and a third. Um, we've got two seconds in 2022. We've got two firsts in 2023. He still has the potential at the draft to maybe move Phil Dau for a second, maybe a first in 2022. It depends where he's going to go. Again, we talked about it a couple weeks ago when we were on the show. I didn't think he was going to be dealt. Obviously, he wasn't, and I, and I believe he didn't need to be dealt unless Richie got his price, whatever that was. Um, and now he becomes the, the first-line center, which is a perfect fit for him the way his development has gone. Yep. Uh, you nailed it. Uh, you know, the, I think... I think he was only going to get traded if, if it was a, a really, really good return. Uh, you know, two seconds, okay. Uh, but if there was a first on the table and, you know, a first in a, you know, somebody like a, an 3 forward that was maybe, you know, drafted in the third or fourth round, right? that might be a, you know, that might be a deal I would take, but he just didn't get to that. Um I mean, if you were trading at this point, I mean, you got, if you include Dao, you got, you know, there's 13 forwards on the roster, right? So if you would have traded him, you would have been down to 12. You would have had to get a forward back. Yeah. Right. So and uh, depth I just down. don't think some teams were willing to, you know, let go of a, of a, of a forward or, or an O three or an O or an O two uh, in, in the deal. So I'm glad he's staying. Cause like, you know, he's that number one center. Uh, and you know, he's going to get, you know, he's going to play with Loshing. He's, oh, who do you put him with on the right side, Hudson or Barbashev or, well, I was, I was looking at, you know, I got the roster up and if he is traded, uh, 
and you bring in a younger guy, your three centers are LaBelle, Jacob Stewart, and Hudson. So right. now you've got Dau, uh, LaBelle, who can, you know, you never want to have guys play over their development, especially, um, you know, free agents in this league or, or young rookies, which we have a lot of. So for, you know, Jake Stewart is the number one center. Vincent LaBelle is the number two center. That's, a, you know, he's showing that he can play those kind of minutes. Um, but, yeah, Phil Dau, Loshing, and uh, I don't even know who you put him. Barbashev, maybe, on the right side. Try him out. Yeah, I think Barbashev or, or Hudson. Yeah. Um, I think you've got to put – Yeah, I think Barbashev has got to play in your top six because he's – I just – I think he's out to kind of prove people wrong maybe, in right. that, if you want to put it that way. Because, like I've said before on this show, like if you're a high-end Russian, you're – probably paying as if you're a high-end Russian as a 16 year old, you're playing in their junior league. Um, but he was playing in like a Russian midget league. So I think he's, he's got, he, he wants to prove to, you know, maybe himself or to a lot of people that he can, you know, he's better than that. He can right. play, he can play top line minutes. He can play top quality hockey. Um, and, you know, to think that, you know, he, he came to, he came from Russia and, and lived in, you know, with his brother since I think it was, I think it was October or November. So they've been training. Um, so to train with an NHLer for, for, you know, two or three months is huge. Uh, and seemed to work you know, as he's bulked up, whatever he, I said, seemed to work, whatever he bulked up with eating in oh, St. Louis. <laughs> like yeah. you're, you're really, whatever, you're working with an NHL those, team, you know, St. Louis ribs, you know, or they're going out to some barbecue <laughs> restaurant every night and, uh, but my God, I mean, to, to grow three inches and put on, you know, 20 pounds yeah. in three in you know, since July is, is, is good. And yeah, I just, I'm excited to watch him. Right. You know, it's, it's going to be, uh, uh, cause we, not a lot of people know about him. There's, you certainly you look on YouTube, there's, there's no highlights of him. There's him right. in the dressing room of the blues after they won the, with the blues, after they won the Stanley cup, right. There's no game highlights. There's nothing in fight. There's hardly any video of this kid, um, anywhere it should be found. Um, so I think that's, that's why I'm excited to watch him because I, you know, he could be, I really don't think this was a, um, a family favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they see something in him that's going to make him, kind of uh, a name in the league that people are going to start to, you know, he, he doesn't want to be like his brother. He said that he, he right. wants to be his own player. Right. Uh, and I think he's, he's out to kind of prove that. Yeah. I, uh, I like also, um, you know, we talked about on the back end, you had three veteran players and you were, I thought they might move all three. You thought they'd move at least two. Um, I like the mix that they've got um, with a top three of Hamel, McKinney, and DeYoung that are able to bring Isenza, Pilat, Pavin, and Olsen back. Um, you know, a mix of those four. Like I said, I, I I see a lot of good things in Connor Olsen. I'm excited to see him. I'm excited to see this defense come together and and really grow. Like they've they've got a good set of what do we got? 16 rookies on this team now. Yeah. Um, if you can keep them together. For two or three years, they're growing together with the goaltender. I mean, I would probably put the strength of this team, the strength of this team right now, on the decor. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think um, 
you know, if they can get Hopkins signed, uh, you know, before the draft. And we forgot about uh, those two, right? That'll be huge. Yep. Because uh, he's, you know, he's like a power play quarterback. He's someone that's going to, he's going to, you know, be the one to, geez, probably put put some points up down, you know, in his career if he can sign. So right. that's going to be a huge, uh, a big move. And, you know, you know, there's, there's, there's if if he doesn't does if he doesn't sign there's you know there's light at the end of the tunnel I guess you want to put it that way um, we look at a, we'll get a compensation pick of the draft um, same spot he was drafted I think it was twenty second or twenty fourth overall yeah so we'll get a nice so, second I mean, round pick yeah still a good pick but yep. I think the uh, I think the goal is to is to sign him and if we can get uh, Jake Rossi locked up too I mean. You gotta look, man. That's that's Loshing, that's Filion, that's Hopkins, that's Rossi, that's uh, Nathan Casey. Uh, you know the the draft looks really good. If we can get Rossi and Hopkins signed, the <laughs> that twenty twenty draft looks really good. Yeah, yeah. He, Richie's had a few, a couple drafts where he's put the, some some good pieces, uh, good pieces in place, and. You know, you'd rather have the player than the second-round pick. Um, and maybe it's just a situation where he looks at the roster with the amount of rookies we got on the back end and just develops at home and comes in next season, like signs, and comes in next season when we don't have a 20-year-old and we've got a spot for him to to make this team and compete, right? Yeah, I, I think if, if he signs, he's a top four. He's a top four defenseman next year. Right, yeah. Uh, I think he... Uh, you know, if you look at next season, uh, you're probably going to have Hopkins as your not Hopkins, sorry, Olson as your as your top your number one on the left side. Uh, and hey, I I've, maybe you put maybe you put Hopkins there with Olson, right? Right? Or on the second pairing, you can put Pilot and, and Hamel. You, you just there's. Um, you know, I think that's why I really want Hopkins to sign is because I think he's he's got that offensive upside to put up some big numbers uh, from from the back end, and that's just that's just a defenseman you want. You want to, mm-hmm. you don't want to. I mean, you he's he's I, he's going to be a good enough player in this league that you kind of don't want that compensation pick. You want him to you want him to sign, right? Um, so I don't know. Throw the book at him. Sort of start a GoFundMe page if we if we need to to get him to sign. We can, uh, we can maybe do that. Just do, do what we get to do to to get him in the, in a Wildcats jersey. But it, like it, I just went back quickly. Like the 2018 draft, we got Dunwayne, Spence, Kingsbury, Kingsbury, Fournier, uh, Lavalle, Barube, Sam Dow, Stammer. So a few of those players have been moved for for other pieces when we were going for it last year. But Langlois, Stammer. Um, are here this year, uh, 2019. I mean, LaRue is obviously not here, but Pavin, Sheehan, Pilot, LeBlanc, Diamata, um, some names there. And then you add the 2020 draft. You add Philly on to, like you said, Loshing, Hopkins, Rossi, Iacenza, um, Alexi, Danielle. Like there's some players that that's the key to a rebuild and being successful down the road is having smart drafts. And hitting on on those picks, and so far, that's basically what Richie's done in the past three years. Mm-hmm. I think you got to look at um, Randa Randa, you know, the team that went into right. Halifax and won the Memorial Cup. 
Like that team was what 95% built through the draft. I think, uh, you know, they had to go out and acquire Noah Dobson, but I mean, and the forward, um, from Blainville. Yeah. They, two uh, pieces. Teasdale. Yeah. Two pieces yeah, they added. I mean, it's, that's how you do it, right? Yep. You build through the draft. Yep. Um, I mean, yeah, if, if you're rebuilding, you got to go out and get free agents. But if you can get free agents like Dao and, and, you know, DeYoung and, and, and LaBelle, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Um, so, you know, clearly this, you know, this group has, you know, the scouting group, they have an eye for talent. Yep. Uh, and they're, you know, when, when these scouting lists come out, uh, it, it's just the opinions of others. Like these, these teams aren't going to the draft you know, with the central scouting list and, and, you know, checking off everybody's name as they're being picked, right. They're following <laughs> yeah. their own lists. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think a player like, like Iacenza was drafted in the, was it, I think the fourth round, third but round, 57th third overall round. Right. But, you know, he could have easily been ranked in the second round by Moncton scouts. So you're getting all these guys, like if you're following your list, you're you're you're, you're going to have good results right. right don't and so when people talk about you know oh well you know he wasn't he's like, take justin katz for example right like he was picked in the fifth round but i don't think it was ranked until the uh, 13th or something round have you looked at his stats this year i have not have you, have, let me just read off some numbers for you okay this this he's playing down in uh, in the states he's having a ridiculous season Okay. Um, he's playing for the Cape Cod Whalers. Okay, uh, eight games, one point four three goals against average, and a seven zero and one record. Well, that's not too bad, eh? I mean, <laughs> that's what I mean. You can't. You look at people. I don't understand these people make comments about players. I don't understand. Seems a little off the board to take him in the fifth round when he was ranked in the in the in the thirteenth round. That's why you don't read, you don't pay attention to central scouting, right? Right. Um, I could get a job at central scouting, scouting for crying out loud, right? Um, nothing against anybody that scouts for central scouting, but <laughs> you just, yeah. I think these these teams they follow their own lists. If Moncton likes Justin Katz in the fifth round, they're going to take him in the fifth round. So, if they continue to go to these drafts and build up, you know, continue to load up on draft picks and follow their list. They're going to get results. Mm-hmm. And if they got Jake, Jake Rossi in the third round, he was a, you know, people talked about him being a top 10 pick. So it's, uh, again, he's another one that we need to get signed and hopefully he gets signed. Like it's, the, the team looks really good. If, if, if they can get these two guys, um, you know, signed, you know, I, I like, I like the looks of this team going into, you know, not next season, right? Well, next season looks good, but yeah. they're, they're building, for 2023 you know, 2022 2023 yeah you know this is going to be a really good looking group yeah and you i mean just the goaltending uh they've got now Sheehan, Filion, Demata, Cates i mean they totally read on that group which you can't win in this league without without goaltending and we've talked to Richie a few times he sticks to his board um he builds a board on based on what Moncton needs not on what central scouting is and you know, I remember asking him if, you know, as it was coming down in that first round, if they if they had thoughts to move up and get Spence earlier. Um, and he said, no, we just stayed with who we thought was going to go and, and stay true to our board. And, I mean, they got Jordan Spence. So 
exactly. it's, it's worked out to stay, to stay where you are. Uh, you know, I always say in, in fantasy football drafts, build a board, stay true to your board. Don't worry about what anyone else is doing because if you're true to your board, you're not shocked by surprises. If, if you have right. a player that you're like, we we want this guy, we want this guy, he's ranked here and he goes two picks in front of you. Now you're scrambling. And I feel like Richie and his staff have basically said, we want player X. If player X goes, they're like, cool. We'll just take player Y that we had elevated right beside him. So yeah, um, there you go. Before I forget, I want to give a shout out to Denis LeBlanc. He had all the uh, draft pick scouts and uh, or draft picks that we acquired and and what we acquired from Valdor, making it uh, easy for me to go and uh, to go and look at. But let's uh, let's get to everyone's favorite part of the show. Eric Murray Realty, buy a house from him. Perfect. All right, here we go, folks. Another, uh, I guess, addition uh <laughs> segment. I don't know what it's called. Anyways, uh, segment stick top of the week. Uh, so. I want to give a stick top of the week to a couple guys. Uh, I know they're they're big fans of us, and uh, they like to uh, you know they like our stuff on 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 Twitter and retweet us a couple of times. And uh, Scotty and Tony from uh, from New Country Nine Six Nine. These these guys are great. Uh, I've been you know you get a little bored now when the you know the wife's at work and the little ones at uh, you know school. So yep. started to listen to their show and. They just cracked me up, man. Uh, and, uh, you know, laughter's, uh, you know, laughter's good these days. And it's, uh, you know, it's it's a lot of uh, a lot of negativity in the world these days. But uh, anytime you can you can share a laugh and or make somebody laugh, it's uh, it's good for your health. So uh, I know they have a segment on their show where they tip the giant foam cowboy hats. And <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'll give uh, Scotty and Tony, Tony uh not my giant, not my giant foam cowboy hat, but I'll give him my stick tap of the week. I like it. The stick tap of the week, sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the Greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802. Well, it's pretty tough to have a a cat of the week when they're not playing, but. Um... You know what? Based off those stats that you uh, that you spouted out, seven zero and one and a one point eight goals against average, I'm going to give it to Justin Katz, who's who's holding it down in development. Uh, I didn't really have one until just now, so I guess I'll have to uh, get that graphic ready for him. Um, he is a listener of the show. Uh, he has me- messaged us a few times when we couldn't figure out what his name was. So, Justin Katz, uh, he's the Wildcast Wildcat of the week. And that's it, man. That'll do it for this show. Um, thanks to everyone for downloading and joining us. Uh, hopefully everyone tweeted Bell Let's Talk. Hopefully everyone shared it yesterday. But you're probably going to listen to this on a Friday. Yesterday was Bell Let's Talk. It's not just a one-day thing. Um, you know, I never – you know, I've said it a few times. I never thought it could happen to me until I needed it. Uh, and this last year with the pandemic and losing Riker – you know, the ability to talk to someone, anyone, um, has just been, it's, it's invaluable. You can't, uh, you can't believe how much it helps you when you're able just to talk to someone. So, um, I hope you shared everything, but please don't just make it a one day thing. Please make sure that if somebody needs you, you're there for them. Cause you never really know what's, uh, what's going on in someone's life. What was that? <laughs> what? What was that? Oh, well, you know, we're just going to close the show here a little bit with, oh. a, little, with a little tune. So just keep talking All there right. and we'll, uh, we'll get, we'll get to it. Yeah. So, um, like I said, hopefully you shared everything yesterday. Um, 
you know, whether you're a, a Rogers guy or a Bell guy or a TSN or a Sportsnet guy, what Bell is doing is is pretty awesome. And um, like I said, I having someone to talk to has been invaluable this last year. So hopefully uh, you continue to be there for people if they if they need you. So um, I'm not sure when our show's coming back. Probably in a couple weeks because there's no real hockey to to speak of and. We'll just come back in a couple weeks, and or maybe next week. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll do a show next week. Might be some. Uh, maybe you can recap the off- offensive juggernaut that is the Valdor Furore. <laughs> uh, and you know, blah, I mean, there blah. are maybe there are games in the Maritime Division. It's just not recap us. Recap the Halifax Cape Breton game and just maybe take a break for two minutes and just play some snoring sounds and and <laughs> and go from there. But. Uh, you know, thought it thought maybe end end a show. You know, it's uh, it's a little strange for us to to have a show out on a Friday. Usually, it's a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what do you think, Adam? Uh, any any last thoughts before we close this one off? No, I got uh, I got nothing. I think you can probably guess what song I'm about to play. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly uh, what song so you're we'll, about to play. We'll throw it back to 2011, the hit song from Rebecca Black. Here we are, folks. Have a wonderful weekend. This has been another outstanding edition of the Wildcast podcast. Have a great weekend. And I don't know what I'm, I, I usually don't end the show, but. Uh, Thanks for the real. downloads. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.